Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we discuss uh, the films in the DC universe one minute at a time. Uh, my name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name's Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Joey Esposito. I'm also on social media at Joey Esposito. And you can listen to me on the You Had Me at Hello podcast. All right. Welcome back, Joey. Um, Thank you. Today, we are on minute number 94 of Man of Steel. 94. 94. And uh, the minute's going to start out with uh, Cal and Feora crashing into a a roof of an IHOP. Mm -hmm. Product placement. Really want some pancakes. And, uh, well, now they got, like, French toast pancakes now. I want to try those. Stop. The minute's going to end with a uh, cow tossing Feyre through another building. I really liked, see, like, I, I want to talk about it now. Because the very end of this minute, it's just so quick. It's not even a second. The the look of Cal flying up from, like, the back of the, he throws Feyre through a building. He mm-hmm. flies up, and, like, his cape is all spread out wide, and she's, like, on the ground. It's a really good shot from the ground to look up. I just love it. I'm sorry. We can move on. Go no, back to the beginning. I mean, that's that's the importance of setting up a shot because like what you're doing is you're showing that Feora, um, not just because her getting thrown through a building and she's on the ground, but the placement of Superman above her shows you that he's above her now. Mm-hmm. Like the tide, the, 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 the tables have turned. The, table, the turntables. The, the tides have changed. Yeah. So we changed I've, from tide detergent, 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 detergent to gain. So. Speaking of Tide detergent, product placement here with the IHOP, right? Yeah, what does it have to do with Tide? It was just product plates. Oh, crap. Now we have to pay Tide. All right, yeah. Okay. okay. So (laughs) it's everywhere. It's not just this minute. It's uh, This whole Battle of Smallville has got a lot of product placement. I Mm -hmm. think it's something that you have to acknowledge in this film. Um, Did we ever try to look to see what the uh, if if the IHOP menu reflected the Man of Steel? Like if they had Superman-shaped pancakes or anything? Did we try to look at that? Like Man of Steel... Like what they did with the Hobbit? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That was Denny's with the Hobbit. Oh, yeah. I don't think that they did. Not that I recall. Maybe they just had like a picture on like that little, uh, you know, table milkshake thing. Also, I feel like like Smallville would have much better breakfast options than an IHOP. Yeah. Like diners. You know, Like, like mom and pop shops. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe like, they do. They have just like a plethora of them, but then like there's always they, those like weirdo white bread people that's like, let's just go to the IHOP. Yeah, well, I feel like those people that like eat at the IHOP are the people that no one else in town likes because they're killing their business. You know, also like the, that's like that's like going to the Walmart instead of the hardware store. I mean, they got a Sears though, but it's like those people they that do like, have a Sears, uh, but they think that Olive Garden is like, hey, it's Friday night, let's go to Olive Garden, like. I'm not one of those people, and I don't like people like that. So, but that's just me. Yeah. But there are Olive people. Garden is dumpster food. <laughs> there are people who are like, oh, "We're going to take us and our three kids, and we're all going to go to Olive Garden." And it's going to be like, I don't know. I just I'm not about that life. I'm not about the yeah. Olive Garden life. I, I'm not about Olive Garden. And just about the Sears, I feel like Sears has a longer history of like, you know, like you can see Sears, Smallville, Kansas, or like back in my hometown, there was one that was like. Sears, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, or whatever, and it's like, I feel like they have a longer history of being like local establishments. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that like, t- you know, makes it better for, you know, Bob's Hardware Store, but still. Yeah. Anyway, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> what I was 
uh, trying to get at is that with all this product placement in this battle of Smallville, um, I think people take it as an excuse to, to uh, dog on this film. But in my opinion, like the product placement seems very uh, natural to have. Like mm-hmm. It just makes sense that mm-hmm. all this, like there would be an IHOP, there'd be a Sears, like this, that, and the other, because it's a small town in like the heart of the US. Like it's a very American thing to have. Yeah. Like it just seems like, oh well of course there'd be an IHOP. I'm surprised there wasn't an Olive Garden. Like there should have been. Because <laughs> there should have been two of them. There should have been a Starbucks because it's just so American. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be there? Um Yeah. So it it to me it makes sense. Um Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And then, you know, so they crash through this IHOP. Let Let's just keep in mind that there are people trapped in this <laughs> restaurant. It is like the scariest thing, in my opinion. They're just eating their pancakes, and all of a sudden, a giant two beings fly through the roof. That was see everybody dogs on all the all the damage that's happening in this movie, especially like at the end in um you know Black Zero event and everything like that. That never phased me. Just them flying through the building of an IHOP. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that annoyed me in this entire movie. It's like I get it. It's a movie. It's a Superman movie. I understand. I can't be mad at it too much, but the chances of them not landing on anybody sitting at a table, anybody walking by, Grandpa Joe on the edge of the table at the handicap section, like, okay, he missed the table, but they hit Grandpa Joe, that I could buy. But them not hitting anybody, it's just like, well, why I'm not even, mad. Why are they but, eating? I thought everyone evacuated. No, this, like, I think this uh, is like, just further down the street. <laughs> These so people they were like, you know what? No, yeah. I'm finishing my strawberry stuffed French toast, okay? Yeah. Yeah, no, those guys, they're not, they haven't gotten the news yet. But that's, that yeah, doesn't seem right. they couldn't hear right. all the fucking gunshots. Gunshots <laughs> and a giant plane falling, crashing into the street, like, that doesn't seem right. Okay. Fighter jets. They do fly, I, I guess, a few, few, uh, few blocks they away, maybe. They circle around, man. Well, here's what I oh, told that's you. that's true. They, like, like, it's sort of unclear, like, how far... Is it unclear? Is, is it unclear, or is it just because like the minute starts at exactly like the moment where they make Im- impact? Like it doesn't. It seems difficult to determine how far away this IHOP is from like the main battle yeah. area. Well, here's what I said two weeks ago uh, when we were uh, when Superman and Lois Lane were still on the Black Zero ship. Mm-hmm. Pete Ross is going to work at IHOP. He gets out of his car. He's going to IHOP. And he sees the two Kryptonian attack ships. Mm-hmm. He still goes to work. <laughs> Why? If I saw two alien UFOs. You getting back in your car? I would not be going to work. You're the manager, though. I would not be going <laughs> to work. I don't care what I am. Yeah. Well, clearly. I mean, I would at least close the restaurant. So, like, please don't come to IHOP. There's aliens here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's get true. it. It's true. You're right. And, um,. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's just they didn't hit anybody. They're in this building now. You're right. Everybody's trapped in this IHOP, and it's terrifying. It's you scary. can't get out. It's so scary. And uh, even when they, when in between all the taunting that Feora does, when they actually do start fighting, you can hear them screaming because it's like I'm trapped. They're fighting. I'm stuck. <laughs> I. The only thing I can do is scream and like cower in my booth. Feora um, should have like started throwing people at at Cal. Like, oh, you know what? See, this is why people want booths over tables now. Because if you were sitting at a table, you'd get hit by an alien. What about, what do you mean? What's you know, the difference between that and the booth? People are always like, booth? yo, I want a booth. I don't want to sit at a table. Why, does, why are aliens only hitting people at tables? 
because they crashed through the middle. <laughs> and if they were sitting at a table, they would people in the booze are safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand why the, the people like while they're in there fighting, there's people just like huddled in the booth. Like climb out the window. Yeah, all the windows are shattered. You could just like roll out real quick and run away. That's true. Are they all shattered? I don't know. What if aliens crash into the windows? Then the people at the booths would be hit. <laughs> and possibly people at the tables. How far are they going inside the building? You can't leave IHOP. You don't know if more aliens are falling out of the sky. You, you can't go to any IHOP anymore because aliens are obviously bound to fly through them. Did you guys know that IHOP is the safest place to be in the event of aliens falling out of the sky? Obviously not. <laughs> that's, that's oh man. I, I would say obviously because everyone is fine in there, despite the the action being right in the heart of the IHOP. It's true. It's very true. It's terrifying. That's what it is. It's just like um, when, when there's an alien invasion, let's all just meet at an IHOP and just say, "Hey, can we just stand in the middle, please?" <laughs> I uh, what I really like. So, uh, there's a lot of things I like about Feyre in this minute, um, but one of the things I really do like, uh, first of all, she calls um, she calls Kal-El son of El. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that she does mm-hmm. that. Um, I love that he tries to jump at her or like lunge at her. She sidesteps completely in control of the battle right now. Or That's fight. super speed as well. Yeah. Both those things. That's he's jumping speed. at her and she's... Well, the fighting in general is She's speed. juking him. And she, we see it later with her, not in this week, but the next week. Um, she'll be taking out soldiers using super speed. Yeah, really. Oh cool. yeah, I love that moment. Um, I, I did we ever bring up um her accent? I don't know if I German. It, okay, so, uh, Toron, the the scientist mm-hmm. on the Black Zero, he also has no Jaxer. Diff- oh, sorry. Okay, so Jack. Yeah, we don't hear Toron talk. So Jaxer has a has a has an accent. Um, now shouldn't this be like a Django Fett clone situation where they all kind of if they were all this this race that was that was you know birthed out of a out of a birthing chamber and programmed to to be set in society and uh, you should get rid of dialects dialect and yeah so like shouldn't everybody be all this all the same yeah you might be onto something yeah right they should all speak like unless like no see that doesn't make sense anyway they should all have german accents that would have been cool yeah, or like English. It always seems like everybody does an English accent. Well, can it be like a, a region, a region thing? Like even if, you know, you're born a certain way, but you grow up, like only know, people from Candor talk like that or something. I don't know. Right, like you know, just how like there's British accents and German accents and mm-hmm. Italian accents or whatever. Like they're all the same race, but they grow up in different geographical locations. I mean, I don't, I don't know her, her history. And where she's from on Krypton, so uh, you know I could be wrong. But if you're if you're desperate to grasp at an explanation, I would say that's probably doable. Yeah, it's probably the better of of the explanations. I don't know. It's I just... probably based on their uh, their family, like Ool's, well, who does the, the teaching? Ool's? That's what I'm gonna say. Is I it like know. the the crystal school that we see Superman do for in, in uh, previous movies, where like he he's learning everything? You know, when he's in his baby space, space baby crib. He's learning all the the Jor-El teachings. Hmm. So, like, who's doing the teaching? Is there a computer that's doing the teach him, teaching? I don't know. The only thing I compare it to is Attack of the Clones. Where they all should have the same accent because they're clones, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you only because it's like if you're programming these people yeah. and they're not being born naturally, why can't you just program them to talk the same way? Yeah. No, good point. But I don't know, I don't know that they're programmed are they or are they just like sort of given a predetermined role 
know, uh, like the I, I like the clones in Attack of the Clones. They all grow up in that clone and on Kamino, right? Like mm-hmm. in that center where they age faster. So they're all like in the same place. So it makes sense that they're all talking the same because they're growing up in the same environment. Whereas like I feel like you come out of the birthing matrix and so like your genetics are predisposed, but the sort of like nature versus nurture isn't, you know, like why doesn't like Kal-El theoretically, if that were true, wouldn't have an American accent. He would have whatever the, he would have Jor-El's accent, right? Yeah. Because Jor-El has like this English accent or whatever. Um, I don't know. Or should he have like a, like a, like a, no, Southern Kansas born, accent. Well, he's born naturally, and he doesn't Do learn how to talk from his parents. Oh, that's true. You're right. Mm-hmm. Do people have accents in Kansas? Is there a can? Do they? Is it like? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Kansas. We have accents. We don't even know it. All right, man. Hit me with some knowledge. <laughs> um, so I guess like if, when they're when they're taken out of the birthing chamber, are they given to their house, and is their house just like, uh, you know? kind of um like okay these two people are going to raise this there's a this show called kid. krypton that when yeah, it comes I out i guess we'll we're gonna to find out because yeah, nobody sure gets we'll really get the parents the only one that has parents is going to be is going to be cal because he was you know born the the natural way instead of just like popped out of a out of a underwater tree yeah and uh it's like what what is the next step like who who takes on who takes over from there are they raised by like Kelex and Kelor robots? Uh, then, if that was the case, then well, I think the like, accents. Like traditionally, Krypton has guilds, right? So it's yeah. like the science guild and the military guild or whatever. So I imagine like those are in different parts of the planet, and I I really think it's just like a location thing. Yeah. All right. Let's settle with that. Ge- geographical. Yeah. I wanna <laughs> I wanna know this stuff. Uh, I really do, and I want to see Krypton. I hope they explain a lot of this stuff. Um, but I don't want to stray too far away from the minute um, because what we're talking about and how we got here is because of Feora. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feora, completely, again, completely in control of the situation. Um, she's not only beating him physically, but also... Um, Strategically? With, like, yeah, with taunting him and talking about like his weakness and stuff. There you yeah, go. there you go. Uh, she says, your sense of morality... Uh, is uh, is basically a weakness um gives her an evolutionary advantage uh is this true do you guys agree i i agree i mean i don't know i agree that it gives her an advantage but i disagree that evolution always wins at least in the way that she's talking about it because she's saying that she has no morality therefore she can do things that he wouldn't be willing to do However, yeah. that only relates to like killing everybody, which he does not want to do. So, like her her terms of victory are different than his. So yeah. I'm not sure that she's accurate in what she's saying. It's a very savage way of thinking. Well, we get the same question uh, in Donna Justice a bit from a Mr. Alexander Luther Jr. who says, "If you are all good and you are not all powerful." you're all powerful you're not all good Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's kind of brought here in a different way um but yeah his uh sense of morality is superman is all good versus being all powerful because are you asking i think i don't know it's a really no i think that's i think that's in retrospect of that luther line i think that's a good way to look at this scene yeah i've always thought he was just all good yeah 
That's my opinion. Yeah, I That's... mean, he, well, like we see, like we were talking about in an earlier minute with the injustice stuff. Like, I think that's an example of a Superman becoming all powerful rather than all good. Yeah. Right. So like mm-hmm. Superman could be, he could take over the world if he wanted to, but he's not because he's all good, you know? So he chooses to relinquish some of his natural power in order in, in, in sorry. He chooses to relinquish his power um, in favor of being morally sound. Mm-hmm. It's the restraint that Superman always has. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's what makes Superman Superman. Is, is He has all his power, but uh, choosing when or even if to use it, that is what makes him Superman. Yeah, man. Exactly. Um, does, it, uh, does it mean that, uh, well, she's saying it proves an evolutionary advantage, and if one thing's for sure, evolution always wins. Um, it's true, but... At the same time, that kind of is also the Kryptonians' downfall because they mm-hmm. stopped nature. They yeah. got rid of nature. Uh, they are done away with evolution itself. Um, so in a sense, yeah, you're right, Feora, but it will come back to haunt you uh, because, as you know, your planet died. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of... She's right, but at the same time, she's on the losing side of it yeah. without knowing it. Uh, but the fight choreography inside the the IHOP is is great. I love it. Uh, even outside the IHOP, and the rest of this minute is great. I love her picking up Kalo when he's on the ground. Oh yeah, and just throwing him, and like you get this cool like uh, large shot, and then it's just just Superman just being thrown from one side of the screen to the other uh, into the bank vault that is so iconic. Yeah, the Superman bank vault shot. You know, that to us, that was like, hey, Man of Steel is here. And here's like your first look at it. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. that's it. So it happens in this minute. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love I love how it got there. I love uh, I love her beating up Superman and throwing him across the town, basically, into it. I thought that was really cool. Um, it's very, very iconic. Um he doesn't like that very much. He doesn't it's, like it. He gets super pissed in this moment. Um, yeah, he gets his ass handed to him. But is he? Do you think he's still holding back when he? Uh, you know, he's like, you know what? She's talking a lot of shit right now. I'm over it. I'm gonna like wreck this girl. Uh, does he uh, give in fully, or is he? I don't. I don't know that he's holding back. I think it's a matter of like. Sorry, my cat's meowing now. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hearing it. It's just so I'm laughing over here. My cats yeah, were attacking each other earlier. He doesn't meow recording. like a normal cat. He just kind of roars. That's just meowing. Um, he's not like fighting. I thought he was fighting. No, that's just how he sounds. He doesn't know. He's like one of those cats that doesn't really know how to be a cat. Oh yeah. You know. Of course. Um. Anyway, I think they're on like in terms of strength, they're on sort of equal ground, right? But I think she has the advantage because she is military she has combat training presumably mm-hmm. and he's just using his strength like he doesn't really have any tactical knowledge as far as we know like he's just sort of like throwing down the best he knows how like like a you know like a Kansas kid would yeah. whereas she's like has actual combat skills so i think maybe that's why he's sort of getting frustrated and um i don't think he's holding back i think he's just an inferior hand to hand combat yeah, I think so. 
Cool. Um, but like at this moment, once he gets so like he, obviously he's pissed. Um, mm-hmm. and then he like just like tackles her and throws her. Like that's he, just his his answer to him being thrown is to throw her as well. He um he tackles her through a garbage truck or something, or uh, like something a, like that. It's a like it's a heavily it's a heavy truck uh, that they both go through, uh, but they come back out the same way. Which I, something in me was like, that's a very like Looney Tune thing to do. <laughs> I just like like I don't know. It's a Warner Brother property, so I was just like. They like tackle through it, and they come back out of it. But he somebody like, was watching her. Saturday morning cartoons. It was just like, hey, that's that happens. That's how fights work. <laughs> it seems maybe very like, like Looney Tune. The shot doesn't even change. Yeah, maybe like if we had gotten a little more on the left side of the truck, we would have saw that maybe he like blasts her through it, and then turns around and blasts her back through it, and sends her through the building. Like how swimmers yeah. turn around in pools. Yeah, sure. exactly. I just like I, that. I, just as graceful. <laughs> I think that's I, I like the thought of that like them flying into that truck and then Superman like Michael hitting Phelps. the wall putting his feet on it and then just like pushing out again I this like is it. just a giant synchronized swimming routine oh Some choreography this is the next Olympics yeah. they gotta just do the Feora and Cal fight <laughs> there you go it's good um, yeah and then we get to uh, him throwing her through the building and soaring like she goes through she goes, and he uh, just goes like up she goes through a barbershop, which, if we go back to minute 92, the door locking is someone locking the door of a barbershop. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same Uh-oh. shop, but if it is, she went right through that building. It probably was. I, I wouldn't mean, put it past anybody that was the same. I can't imagine that there are multiple barbershops on this one small street in Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and she does enter back into the main street that they were fighting on yeah. to begin with, so I think that barbershop got hurt. Is what I'm saying. Uh, which so is the door the door didn't do anything. Locking the door. Didn't yeah, do locking the door didn't do anything. Yeah, um, it's true. <laughs> which is uh, rather upsetting, but you know he's he's learning. You know, uh, but this, um, like I said, this minute and tomorrow's minute are just. Just seeing Feyor fight mm-hmm. is again. We have not seen this before. We haven't seen action like this between Superman and another character in live action. Not like this. This is this is intense. This is yeah. Super speed. This is super powered. It is. It's raw. It's um, intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy. It's um. But it's great. I, I, it's it's great. It's something that like me when I like because when I first saw Man of Steel, I wasn't a huge Superman fan. But seeing it, I was like, "Damn, that was crazy!" They were just throwing each other, and like there wasn't um, it wasn't like just throwing like formal punches or anything. Like they were just brawling it out, like throughout this whole battle. And it's it's so um just cool to see it's just uh it's very satisfying for an action sequence or superman fight so yeah i I enjoy it and i just i enjoy every bit of feora in this minute as always every time she's on screen she's (laughs) never disappoints as a character yeah she's great cool as a cucumber never phased just perfect just like the boba fett of kryptonians Mm -hmm. so i just love she always seems like she's like 
she's very calm, but she's there's always like this hint of like she's having the time of her life. <laughs> like she yeah. loves being in combat. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, she she's enjoying it, and like then we also see it later when she's uh, picking a fight with Nathan Hardy. She's enjoying every minute of it. Yeah. Every DC cinematic minute of it. Um, but that's all I had for this minute, guys. What about you? Um, we didn't talk about the the Pete Ross exchanging looks. We didn't. With... I thought we did. No, I don't know if you, I mean. <laughs> oh, it's we just talked something... about him going to work. It's just, should... it happens. It's a nod. It's like, oh, there you go. Two characters that know each other from the past. That's cool. They recognize it. Like it's just there. But you know. Yeah, he just. Um, I would like to. Uh... Yeah. No. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. Ahead. I was just changing topics real quick. Just I really love the music in this scene um i mean the, the music in this movie is great but i think in particular this minute is like it's just a really just the way it jives with the choreography i think is really fantastic mm-hmm. yeah like the music that we're getting from hans zimmer uh in this film um again something we've never really heard before with superman um it's not fanfare-ish it's not um, elegant. It's very heart pounding. It's very mm-hmm. thunderous uh, to go with the action in the film. So it's a, you know it is a very one eighty from Superman action and music. So just mm-hmm. the whole package itself is is um, like heart racing. I think is a good uh, term to use because I don't, I don't think we've ever felt like that with Superman before in in film. Uh, we can feel scared at times with cer- certain scenes in Superman, but like. We feel inspired. Well, yeah, but I meant like when there is, uh, when when Superman is down in like the Superman films, like the Superman movies of the old times, like <laughs> of yesteryear. Um, there's a, you can have fear in it, but like not like this where it's like um, more of like a, a thrill, like an engaging, like oh like, yeah, holy shit, like mm-hmm. stuff's going down, like um. So it's very interesting, and I, and I enjoy it. I like it. It's fresh to me. I agree. Cool. But yeah, that's all I had. Cool. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, listeners, if you're listening, uh, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Definitely check out everything Joey's got going on, on his side, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.